7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. And a very good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot on. Tabiso Musia is me. Katlako Mudiba and Leolam Kalipi produced the show and Babalam Duma is the technical producer tonight. We are, folks, 21 days to the Proteus opening World Cup match against England at the Oval. And uh, actually, in the first week of the competition, the Proteus will also face Bangladesh and India on the 2nd and the 5th of June, respectively. So as we continue to build up to the tournament, we will speak to our Proteus team, Dr. Mohamed Musa. The G and team manager also, of course, to get the latest on the injury concerns, especially amongst the fast bowlers, Del Stein and Kahiso Rabada. He did give an injury update during the week, but we want to get more details. And he did promise to uh, speak to us this week, you might remember, but he had to attend to a medical emergency. We're also going to go live to London to speak to former Proteus uh, bowler Steve Elworthy. Remember him? He is now the ICC Cricket World Cup 2019's managing director. And we'll find out from Steve Elworthy what is is he responsible for and how are preparations going ahead of the World Cup and Steve Elworthy has made a serious name for himself in cricket administration and has even been awarded with an MBE. He is a member of the British Empire for the work that he has done in the game. Uh, he's previously been tournament director for four different ICC global events held in England and Wales and one in South Africa. So he did the ICC Champions Trophy uh, both in 2017 and 2013, the ICC Women's World Cup in 2017 and the first ICC World T20 tournament uh, that was held in South Africa uh, back in, uh, was it 2009 or seven? 2009 or seven, somewhere there. But he was also, no, it was 2007, yeah. Yes, yes, it was 2007. He also made four tests and 39 ODI appearances for the Proteas. So we will speak to Steve Elworthy. And we'll also have a chat with the Proteas woman bowler, women's bowler, Umasabata Klas, who, lev- who helped the team level their ODI series against Pakistan today in Poch. So it's 1-1 with one game to go in Binoni. And Umasabata took a hat-trick today. Uh, so we'll speak to her about that hat-trick and just trace her journey from Butavelo in Mpumalanga all the way to the Proteas uh, women's team incredible but before all of that we have to revisit last night just like we did last night another unreal football game tottenham believe it or not coming back from 3-0 down on aggregate to beat ix 3-2 on the night and win the tie uh, then on aggregate after it ended 3-3 they won it on the away goals scoring in the last minute in the 95th minute Lucas Moura there with a the hat-trick so they will face Liverpool in an all-English Champions League final on the 1st of June at the Wanda Metropolitano in Madrid and former Spurs and Barcelona player Steve Archibald will speak to us next Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. So then, let's go to this incredible uh, match from uh, last night. Another one. It's been a fantastic week of football in the UEFA Champions League. And Steve Archibald joins us on the line. Steve, good evening. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM in South Africa. Good evening. Thank you. Steve. Thank you. Good evening. Yeah, Steve, where does the comeback of last night rank in Spurs' history, in the history of their greatest performances? How do you rate that? Well, it was, uh, it was just an amazing result. Both semi-finals really were, were just fantastical, really inexplicable, and it was amazing. And it was an amazing comeback, and probably the best comeback ever by a Spurs side. It was just a wonderful game to watch, and, and really, it's all... This type of football is what uh, Champions League is all about. That's what we want to see, this wonderful unpredictable football. Yeah. And and did you believe that they could pull it off ahead of the game? I thought ahead of the game, we had a chance because um, 
English football and Dutch football are, are two different animals. Dutch football is more, te- uh, more technical, let's say, and English football is more physical. So I thought for the physical aspect of it, I, th- I thought the Spurs would have a chance. But then when the game started um, and Ajax were dominating, they got the goal, then I thought, I thought personally it was all over and it's finished and Spurs had no chance, but big surprise. Yeah, and there were a number of significant moments from last night. I mean, the Llorente Saab, Lucas Moura, his hat-trick, and apparently Harry Kane's half-time talk. What what would you attribute the win to, Steve? Well, I think it was tactical. I think that um, uh, Llorente coming on was, was very important because he disrupted the Ajax side. He's a big guy and he's a target man. And Spurs played the ball up to him and uh, Lucas Moura fed off of him. So I think it was definitely a tactical change that made the difference in the game, absolutely. Yeah. And what do you make of the work done by Pochettino, especially considering the fact that he didn't do any transfer business this season? Well, he's been building a team now for a few years. He's came, he's came close to... Well, he's been Champions League now, and, 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 which is great for Spurs. But to get to this level of Champions League, to actual final, is, is a wonderful job. Uh, I didn't think he would be able to do it because I've watched his progress over the past couple of years, and I didn't think he had the, he had that winning uh, touch. Uh, but last night was a bit special. And I think a lot of it came from certainly the tactical change, which goes down to him, and also the physical fighting attributes of that Spurs team. So it's a combination, and I think it's uh, it's wonderful for the club. It's great if uh, it'd be great if my old club can actually win Champions League. It'd be great in the as part of the, uh, the football history of Spurs, especially this year when they have the new stadium, which is a beautiful stadium, absolutely wonderful stadium as well. So they win the Champions League and new stadium one year or a year. Yeah. And Steve, you won the European Cup with Spurs back in 84, beating Anderlecht in the final. Are there any similarities here from that side uh, to this one? To the side, no. Our side was... Uh, uh, well, you could you could put the, uh, the the quality of the the attitude, fighting attitude, never say die attitude, uh, as a quality. I think our team was full of top quality players. You can remember back to Glenn Hoddle, who is one of the most uh, the best players in, in probably English history. I was found with Diaz, wonderful World Cup winning Argentinian. Um, so we had we had lots of good players in the team. So I suppose quality would be the 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 common theme. You because if you want to win something in the game, you can have the best manager in the world, but you also need top players to, to make all of that work. So combination of a lot of things. I think there's uh, the similarities in the fact that we uh, um, we had a quality team, but we actually won the trophy. Spurs are only in the final, so let's, let's make sure we'll get them over the line, then we can make the comparisons once we're winners. Yeah, and can they pull it off? Uh, I would think they'll be, I'll think Liverpool would be the favourites in Madrid. Yes, I think Probably Liverpool will be the favourites um, because very strong, physically very strong, tactically very very aware. Uh, Klopp is a very savvy mani- manager, and uh, I think that pretty much uh, Spurs and um, Liverpool are the favourites. They've uh, got maybe more of a goal for it now, also because uh, unless Harry Harry Kane gets fit for the match, I think Liverpool have more of a goal for it. Physically stronger, so yes, probably favourites, but. After the two semi-finals we've just witnessed, you can you just can't uh, you can't say what's going to happen, which is great. That's why what, what football is all about. 
Yeah, and on that note, I mean, your former team, Barcelona, was uh, knocked out also in sensational fashion uh, by Liverpool yeah. at Anfield, and you are actually in Barcelona. How what how has the mood been, and what has how has the reaction been from 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 that side after that defeat? Incredulous, really, because Barcelona, as you know, had a, a three 0 um, result going to Anfield, but Anfield is a very strange place, um, and then. Barcelona going coming from Spain into to English football and English physical type of football was difficult for them. But if you remember back to the first game in Barcelona, Dembele had a, a, a fantastic chance in yeah, the, last at the end. Ten seconds of the game, if he scores that goal, then it's a different uh, story. But we've got to take uh, hats off to to Liverpool. We've got a great job. They worked hard. But here in the city, it's it's incredulous. Nobody can believe it, and especially one of the goals that were conceded by Barcelona from the corner. I'm sure you remember that. Mm. Everyone, all the defence switched off, looking yeah. home, instead of looking at what they should have been. That was the person taking the corner, the person standing right in front of the goal, um, which I've never seen in my life before, and not even at schoolboy level. <laughs> and they conceded the goal, and, and it was a lower that was a goal. So, Liverpool deserved it, to be fair. They worked harder. They were excellent in the first game here in, in Barcelona as well. They worked very hard, very strong. Uh, basically got a couple of goals which made all the difference of course but uh, Barcelona just went strong enough and up to the task on the day in, in Anfield yeah. and, and a lot of blame has been placed on the manager Valverde some calling yes. for his head is, is is that fair considering that he's just won the league? Well if you look at the, the both games Valverde made the same mistake in both games he played Sergio uh, Roberto in the right back position instead of Semedo um, because you can't play Sergio Roberto against Robertson, who's a very strong, fast uh, left back who gets forward constantly, and Sergio Roberto couldn't, play, couldn't uh, handle him in the first game. So, so Valverde made that change, put him in the right back position, and uh, and that helped a lot in the game. Uh, but then he did the same thing in Anfield. He played Sergio Roberto in the right back position, wasn't working, had to make the change again, put Semedo in there, and then he put Sergio Roberto, so that footed player, on the left side. Uh, you know, it beggars belief, and and I don't I don't know why he would do that when he has different uh, options on the bench. So, I think the manager's got to take uh, take it on the chin. When the managers get get it right, then they get applause. When they don't get it right, they get criticised. In this case, I think criticism is is required. Yes. Okay, great stuff, Steve. Thank you very much for finding time to speak to us here in South Africa. It's an honour for us Thank to talk you. to you. We really appreciate it. Thank you, my pleasure. Thank you. That's a former Tottenham and Barcelona striker, Steve Archibald. And uh, if you have seen him play in the 80s, so in the late 70s, please let us know uh, more about uh, Steve Archibald. Uh, We'd like to find out more. He's also a Scottish football Hall of Famer there. And he was talking to us about Spurs' stunning comeback, his former club against Ajax in Amsterdam last night.